0: Welcome to Keeper Chat. My name is Fauna. And my name is Flora. (laughs) And this is a weekly podcast where we chat about animals. We are both real-life zookeepers, and each week we will be discussing a new animal and learning more about them. As always, nothing we say reflects our organizations, and all thoughts and opinions are our own. So are you ready to go deep down in the ocean to get ocean grimy? Oh my god, I guess. (laughs) The (laughs) ocean grime? I'm gonna get algae all over me. Give me a shot glass full of that ocean grime please. <laughs> Ew, it has so many creatures in it. It's also the morning. I can't I can't be drinking ocean grime this early. No, you'll pass out before noon. Flora, how's your week going? It's okay. It's chugging along. Life seems like it's going by really fast, which is weird. Okay. Like we do that book club. Yeah. And I can't. It's like already the next month already. It just seems like that is flying by. I don't know why. I'm like keeping track of life right now through the book club time frames of <laughs> yes. 100 pages a week. Yes. New book a month. And um, it, I, I, I don't know. It's just blowing by. We're no longer watching the normal passage of time. We're counting time in in, in book 100 pages of books. Yes. <laughs> yes. One week yeah. is no longer seven days. It's 100 pages, 108 yeah. pages in a book about <laughs> zombie pages. crows or something. I don't even know what our new book is. Yeah, I agree. I think things are kind of surreal. And reading helps. <laughs> reading helps. Keeping yeah. my head up, I'm going to work minding my business. And my cat is currently taking a bath behind me. She's cleaning her beans. Oh, I don't know if you can hear the bean cleaning through the mic. Hopefully not. <laughs> Beaten clean. And I'm drinking a water because it's actually 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> oh, good for you, though. That's good. Get that quench on. Ah, Nourish so yourself inside and out to prepare so for clean. your later debaucheries, I'm probably. Hydrated. I'm rehydrating from last night when I passed out on my couch at night after drinking a hellaciously <laughs> boozy milkshake. Thank you, Anne. Yes. Uh. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Wowie. Wow. <laughs> Real did <didgen>. you? <laughs> Just a big old Wow. <laughs> Well, that's good. How Anything is else? your no? how's your week? Okay, I'm done speaking. I finished speaking. You may now speak. <laughs> my week has been pretty good. Again, just chugging along. Cats, what are the cats doing? What are I don't those know. Cats they're not near like me. Them. So who that's the... a first Ugh, knows. I know. Normally They're I'm just up they're gonna my actual dolphin later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, they were being really cute earlier and rolling and showing off their nipples. You know how that goes. They're always well. I don't my cat well mia's are out but Mulder's so fucking hairy i haven't i don't think i've ever seen that man's nipples (laughs) does he have any i don't know i don't even know hidden under all them nipples i mean fur (laughs) oh oh my god please no (laughs) the man he's covered in nipples (laughs) his hair is hidden by how many nipples he has a bunch of false nipples on that boy i hate that drinking i'm drinking a tea I texted you this morning, um, Flora already mentioned we're recording in the morning, which like what a glow up for us, <laughs> but <laughs> I texted you this morning and I was like, oh, remember how we had that plan to record today? Yeah, I don't have a voice to hear at all, yeah. nothing's there. These allergies, man, are killing me, so I have been drinking tea all morning and that's helped, um, so I apologize if I'm a little scratchier than normal, but I'm just going to take a little sippy sip. because you've been token, man. Oh, God, oh, that's hot, that's hot, that's way too hot.
1: Burn myself with my own teeth.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. I'm just getting too cool for school. Too lit. Too lit on a what day is it? Monday night. <laughs> that's what it was. I was. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing strange drunk haircuts, so I can't I can't fault you for your boozy milkshake. True. With that being said, are you ready to learn about our animal of the week? I'm more than ready. Okay, great. So this is episode one oh one. And there was a big, uh, hmm, how should I say this, plea to do uh, a Dalmatian, to talk oh. about Dalmatians. Oh Which I thought was very clever, but I also decided not to do that. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. But I did want to give it a shout out because it was just clever. She builds you up and then just lets you down. <laughs> <laughs> she builds you up just to tear you down. You know, I love to talk about things in generalities. Like, I don't love to just focus on a specific. Yeah, I talk about horses. I talk about ducks. You know, I just love to do that. And so talking about a Dalmatian was too specific for my taste. Mm. So I decided to go with something (laughs) a little more broad. There's a sequel, 102 Dalmatians. I'll do it next week. (laughs) (laughs) See? See? There's just so many opportunities for us to talk about this damn spotted dog. So get off your high horse. Okay. With that being said, I went with otters, specifically sea otters. Woohoo! We're going to the ocean. And you know, here at Keeper Chat Headquarters with Flora and Fauna, we try very hard to represent all of the ugly, misunderstood, Mm -hmm. hidden, crunchy animals that are out there. Yeah. And we like to make sure that we put a spotlight on those guys that don't often get attention. However... There comes a time and a place where we've got to talk about this cute bastard. And today is the time and the place. Yeah. (laughs) So buckle up. We're going to learn about him. You're going to love him, but also maybe hate some of the things he does. It's like Centipede was like, that was tearing you down. And you're kind of like, damn, do I like this show? And then now (laughs) we're like bringing you back, reeling you back in. Yeah, you do. (laughs) 100 episodes in, you're asking yourself, do I like this show? Why do I keep (laughs) listening to this? And then 101, we loop you in for another hundo. All right. Sea otters. We are in Phylum Chordata, Class Mammalia, Order Carnivora. Family, Mustelidae. Subfamily, Lutrinae. Ooh. There are six different genera of otters. There are 13 Ooh. different species. As I already Ooh. mentioned, we're going to be focusing on the sea otter, but I'm going to throw in some fun little otter facts here and there to give you a little bit of context. Okay. But just know there's a bunch, and they kind of differ according to like uh, the habitats they live in, um, the food that they eat, the type of water that they live Swamming. in swamin swam in. um <laughs> you know that there's like some physiological differences and stuff like that but right. they're all part of that same uh subfamily lutrinae the family mustelidae includes animals like weasels badgers martens minks polecats wolverines yeah. any of that shit that you don't quite know the name of but all kind of looks the same it's, it's part of that like family I another mean, than like a wolverine i guess sure well, those I think that makes sense, right? Wrong. You take a wolverine, you add water. <laughs> and you stretch him? Make a noodle. It's an otter. Yeah. <laughs> That's an otter. <laughs> That's for sure. So where does that word otter come from? It's derived from Old English otter oh, or It came odor. from Otterbox, that company. That's got to be it. They because they're known them. for protecting cell phones <laughs> in the wild. Right? <laughs> yes. But that Old English word stems from a Proto-Indo-European root of, it's pronounced Water? It's got, right. you know, you know when old letters do that thing where they kind of like touch each other? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so like back to back, butt to butt. <laughs> yeah. It's like that. There are some accents and like a backward thing. So like who knows how that's actually pronounced, but uh, it gave rise to the English word water. So that makes sense, right? Yes. Otter rhymes with water. They live in water. There's like a, a sick Lin-Manuel Miranda-esque rap in there somewhere. Uh, collective nouns when you're talking about otters, they do have some unique ways of referring to them. If you're talking about a okay. group of otters, <gasps> they can be... Is it a raft? Yeah. Well, Ugh. I mean, thanks for spoiling it. I was going to build up to it, but no. yeah, the coolest one is raft. And that's specifically when they're in the water. Um, any other time, they can be referred to as a family, a lodge, a bevy, or a romp, because they're so playful. Well, that's just me getting back at you for ruining my <laughs> <laughs> <Parasural> office fucking <laughs> bing bong on his head that you <laughs> that you did. Okay. Okay, well, I guess this is just a revenge cast at yes. this point. <laughs> <laughs> Last one was our live, laugh, love cast, and this is revenge cast. So. <laughs> 101, turn in a new page. New century of hate. Uh, the males are known as dogs or boars. The really? Females, what? Yeah. Dogs? I know, I didn't know that either. But I guess dogs? it makes sense, right? Because the offspring are known as pups. Dogs. And then the females <laughs> are known as bitches or sows. So this is our Dalmatian episode. He's a dog. That's what I was thinking, too. Like, he's we can if you squint you know spots on that boy call it a dog (laughs) if you look at him with the lights off he's a dalmatian (laughs) if you just use your hands to look to touch just his nose you might think it's a dog (laughs) he's got a tail he (laughs) Is basically a dog. I guess I'm thinking of a, yeah, I'm like in particular picturing a sea otter and it has like that beaver tail, which <laughs> would like never in a million years be like, that's a dog if you felt that. <laughs> nightmare dog. <laughs> this is an ocean uh, nightmare beast known as the sea otter. But um, I think, yeah, we're... what's a dog really? We haven't covered it on this show, so. So I don't know. This could be it. <laughs> this was probably closer than you think where are sea otters found? They're kind of found in different Pacific regions, coastal regions of North America, but they can okay. also be found in the North and east North Pacific Ocean,
1: which okay. ranges
0: like to Russia uh, like the Bering Strait is a big spot. Japan, you can have some. They're kind of just bopping all over. Um, and then they can be south in the in North America too, like close to Lake California. So I've got a pretty I've big range. I've seen a wild river otter and I've seen a wild sea otter before. Well, you're just winning it wild otter bingo, World aren't you? World tour of otters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're really cute. Otters, I would argue, are some of the cutest mammals out there. I've said it. Deal with it. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Deal with it. Uh, they are the only swimmers in that family, the Mustelidae, and Um, They spend most of their lives in water. So this goes for all species, not just the sea otter. Okay. All of them are considered an aquatic animal. The sea otter in particular, because it lives in the ocean,
1: is considered
0: a marine mammal, um, but it's the smallest marine mammal that's out there. Considering the habitats of otters, all otters, not just sea otters, they're pretty much found everywhere except for Australia and Antarctica, once again. Ooh, no otters in Australia? Yeah, I thought that was crazy. I didn't know that. I Canceled. just figured they were. <laughs> Bummer, missing out. Uh, I just thought that they were everywhere, but I guess I fucking guess not. That makes sense. They get all the other cute shit that they don't get an otter. Because an otter has like a koala face, doesn't it? A little bit. It's got the big, like, that uh, big schnoz. Like the big nose, yeah. Yeah. Like the big nose. Big <laughs> it's got a big nose. Charcoal big clown butt nose. <laughs> Speaking of their appearance, their bodies are generally pretty slender, sleek, streamlined, because again, they're aquatic, so they got to have that. And they have thick, slightly flattened tails that are really helpful in helping them propel through the water. Their feet are webbed. According to different species, there's like varying degrees of webbing. But if we're talking about sea otters, they're fully webbed. And with sea otters, they also have a longer fifth digit on each foot, which is going to help them while they swim on their back. They do have retractable claws and very tough paw pads, which I thought was interesting Mm. because like dogs, as we know, don't have that. Mm -mm. And these are like the water dogs of the sea. Yeah. So it's more like a kitty cat. That's really weird. But I guess that's why their feet look so cute because the claws aren't out. But you don't really notice that. You don't notice until it's too late. (laughs) Ouch. Ouch. They have a brownish tan coloring, which varies across different species. The sea otters are going to be a, a lot darker in color, mm. and they have that dark hair kind of on their back, and they have a lighter underbelly and neck throat area. Yeah, they have like this old man, like white head thing going on, which is kind of cute. There's also some speckles, silver gray speckles that appear in there according to different types of otters. There's obviously a type of species as like the speckled otter, so, gonna get your most speckles there. But they all have varying degrees of that. The largest otter on the planet is the giant otter. Those guys can reach upwards okay. of six feet or two meters long. It's like a giant river otter thing? Yeah, it's like the one that's the meme where its face is like, its face is disgusting. Yes, these are so <laughs> ugly. We've They're got scary. to talk about how ugly they are. Why do they look like that? I don't know. I think they took like a normal cute otter and stretched it and it became grotesque. There's something and I think that's wrong. It, it has from. like a primate head. It's disgusting. It has like its a eyes- human. It has human <laughs> lips. I don't like it at all. I hate this thing. Its eyes hold all manner of sins. You know, something went down with them. It has pink human lips, <laughs> and then a it man's looks, lips. <laughs> it has a man's lips, and then it. But it also looks like the creature from the Black Lagoon. I don't like it. Is that what that movie, A Shape of Water, was about? Interesting. <laughs> Oscar nod and the smallest is the Asian small clawed otter which can reach sizes of upwards of about 3 feet in length or 1 meter RC otter boy is right there in the middle but he's also the heaviest otter of all of them including the giant otter even though that one's bigger males can weigh up to 90 pounds or 41 kgs the average okay. though is anywhere between around 14 to 45 kgs so 31 to around 100 pounds so a big beef boy Dog-sized. You know what that sounds like to me? That sounds like a dog. Sounds like the size of a dog. (laughs) Pretty sus. And then they do have interesting fur dynamics. They have two different layers of fur. Yeah. And This is the case for all otters. They have the dense undercoat, which is super handy in trapping air close to the body. And then they have their top coat, which is the only one that really gets wet. And this is the longer hairs that are waterproof, and they guard those lower, uh, deeper, dense furs. And the reason that they have this is because obviously they live in an aquatic environment, but those shorter, dense furs close to the skin are what's going to keep them warm, especially those living in more Arctic regions like the sea otter. And the longer ones are the oily ones that require constant grooming Mm. to maintain so that none of that water gets in close to the skin and drops their uh, body heat. Um, They're basically just like bundled up at all times, which is so snug and cozy. And it's weird because like their fur like looks wet, mm-hmm. which like most animals who are in the water they have like blubber or, I don't know, they just don't look drenched. But like when he's wet, he like looks wet. So he it just makes me feel like he's it just makes me feel like he like looks cold, you know, because he mm-hmm. just looks like saturated. It's actually a good thing well, you brought fine. that up because other marine mammals do rely on blubber to stay warm. But otters are the only marine mammals that don't. They rely on their hair instead. Oh, wow. Yeah. And one thing that's important to note, too, is if they don't frequently groom their hair, which is um, they spend like several hours a day grooming. If they don't do this, the hair can become matted. It can become slick. It can become ineffective. And this will damage their ability to hunt and to stay warm. And a lot of otters that run into this end up with hypothermia, and they die because of it. Right. So super important because they're in like cold as shit water. Yeah. And they're just in it like all the time. Like sea otters have the capability to get onto land, but they also have the capability to live exclusively in the water. So they don't really ever need to. They're good to go without it. But yeah, you got to be prepared (laughs) to float around in the elements, I guess. Um, The way that they groom this hair is they will bite it and scratch it. They can rub on... Like grass and kelp and rocks and logs and they're gonna try to get like mats out and make sure it stays nice and smooth hmm. and sleek and sea otters actually have the densest fur of any animal in the animal kingdom they I have was between wondering. okay 000 and 165 000 hairs per square centimeter of skin that is insanity <laughs> that is insanity do you think they go to the the barber, and they're like, Can you just take out a bit of the thickness? Like, I can that barely brush this. Insanity. Say it again. Say it again. It's 26,000 to 165,000 hairs per square centimeter of skin. I can't even compute. <laughs> <laughs> That's like more hair I have in my entire body in one square centimeter. What on does skin. a shaved otter look like? Has anyone ever shaved a sea otter? Like I don't a think dead you can. One. It's probably too dense, right? I guess it would just look like an otter. It's hair armor is what it is. (laughs) Mm. That's absurd. It's a lot. Wowie. Yeah, I'm never going to complain about thickness of my hair again. (laughs) (laughs) Ever again. Uh, Moving toward their head, they do have a number of distinguishing characteristics between the different species. If you're looking at, like, you already talked about the giant otters, they have a grotesque, horrible human man nightmare face. But if you're looking a little bit more toward the smaller variations, like your North Americans, your Asian small clods, your speckled, and even your sea otters, they have a very cute, dense, scrunched face. Mm -hmm. They've got a little like boopable nose. Yes. They've got lots of whiskers. And they generally have what looks like a little, like, like a grin. They always look like they're kind of grinning at you. The whiskers are super handy, especially in the case of um, sea otters, because they extend not just to the sides like a cat's whiskers do, but up above the nose as well. Mm. and these can help them sense vibrations in the water they can help them seek out prey in murky waters it can help them keep track of like current flows and also it can alert them to predators that are nearby like swimming up to them and speaking of the predators of the sea otter they have the main ones are killer whales sea lions sharks and humans but other than that they pretty much stand their ground like they're pretty good they can get away if they need to even though they don't move that quickly they're also like pretty agile right i think i saw a note somewhere that said Sea otters are like, or otters in general are wicked flexible and can like touch their tail to their nose, which. (laughs) Yeah, they like. That's the goal of all of my yoga. Spin their body around. Like, the top half like rotates on a different axis than its like (laughs) bottom half. It's a Twizzler pull and peel through and through. You just like chuck that thing in the ocean. Being an orca though, and you just see like a fucking float of sea otters, like, I feel like that's just like a snack. <laughs> mm. If they're not paying attention, they're at all just chilling on the top of the water like that. That's a Cheeto puff. I'm a nom. <laughs> we start there's something about th- I don't know what it is, but there's something about the way that they the sea otters like lay on their back on the surface that makes me claustrophobic. That doesn't make any <laughs> sense at all. But looking okay. at them laying on their back makes me uncomfortable. I think maybe because it makes me feel like it's like a person drowning, right? Because like that's oh yeah. Or something. I don't know. But I don't like looking at them all like that. (laughs) That's interesting because most people do. (laughs) I know. But not for you. Hates it. Um, They do have a number of different behavioral characteristics across the different species. Sea otters, they don't really like spend that much time on land, as I already said. So a lot of the like play and chase and stuff and social courtship behaviors don't really take place on land. They kind of exclusively take place in the water. But they still have the same vocalizations, so they can whistle, growl, scream, bark, chirp, moan, and coo. I also included one here just from working with, like, river otters. I know that they do, like, a chatter sound, mm. which is yeah. my favorite. And as far as the, the like, land-dwelling otters, they also do a number of different um, active behaviors that are important to maintaining the social balance of their group. Yeah, you might have said this, but... I'd- are they all, like, social species? Like, all of the different kinds of otters? Because, like, sea otters, you always see them together. Yes. Yeah, I and, think but so. Then, like, river otters, sometimes you just see, like, one of them digging around. I think... Um, but he might just be, like, taking a break. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> he might just be, like, I need a moment. <laughs> to myself. From what I saw, it looks like, at the very least, you have, like, a mother and her pups. And that's kind of it. Uh, some... Some species are more social than others. Like I feel like you always see Asian small clawed otters in a group of like a hundred. <laughs> like okay. it's just like so many. Yeah. But then just depending on the other species, you may or may not. It just is like varying degrees of social. But I think to okay. some degree, they're all they all like want to be around each other. Right. They're not like solitary. Okay. Cool. Nah. Uh, speaking of the the land the terrestrial otters, they also do a lot of like scent marking and defecation, which is important to maintaining yes. their territories. And I think. This is one of the things that like guests all the time would just love because it looks really playful and it looks yes. really silly. But that's actually the one time they aren't playing. <laughs> like they're always playing every other time and then when they're defecating, they're not, but they do this like cute little butt wiggle and they like plop their little like hind feet back and forth and wiggle their butt and like shake their tail. And it's adorable, but it's just they're shitting everywhere. They're, <laughs> they're just shitting. They're just shitting. Just I feel shitting. Like once a like quarter on the front page of reddit is like a viral video of an otter doing its shit dance and everyone being like oh my god people love it people love that shit (laughs) i love that literal shit they love that shit the uh the sea otter though doesn't have any anal scent glands so he's not doing any of this like he still defecates of course but he's not doing any of like the scent marking that's so prevalent with the terrestrial species that's why they're dancing right because it's like like they're just wiping their scent at the same time like, why, why, though? Yeah, right? it's, like, a whole thing, I think. Because they have, like, scent glands. They have anal scent glands, but this is the terrestrial ones. And they also have, like, ones on their chest. And so they're, they'll, like, roll in things. They'll rub up against. They'll, like, wiggle and dance against things. Um, rub, like, leaves on them. Like, stuff like that. Mm. All of that scent marking. I'm glad I don't have to dance to take a shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, count yourself among the lucky few. <laughs> <laughs> I will. <laughs> About half of a sea otter's day is spent diving for food and eating it. So they have to, it's, they take a good bit of time processing that food too because they're eating a lot of things that have like hard outer shells and are tough to get into. Their diet consists mainly of sea urchins, abalone, crabs, fish, octopus, mussels, clams, pretty much anything that is in the same habitat that they're in. And they do a deep dive to get it. So they're going to the, the sea floor near kind of those coastal regions. So it's not wicked deep, but it's still pretty Mm -hmm. deep to grab those things. And that's where those uh, very sensitive touch pads on their paws and those sensitive whiskers come into play. Because even in dark, cloudy water, they can still sense where the prey items are. And they can grab them, lift them up. What's interesting with sea otters, considering that they are a marine mammal, is that they don't use their mouth. To like collect food, like all the what others do, because they got right. hands. <laughs> right, <laughs> they use their hands instead, and that's unique to them among marine mammals. You said sensitive whiskers, and that sounds like a porn store. Also, their hands are adorable, <laughs> but they don't <laughs> have like, related thumbs. <laughs> right, I mean, there's not like a thumb, not an opposable thumb. No, it's like thumb. it's like a it's like a dog or a cat pad. Okay, it's just like a little beep, all the beans and a little rainbow. (laughs) You know what I mean? Okay, one thing that everyone knows about sea otters is that they once they gather their food, they'll go back to the surface, they'll flip over on their back and then they'll have it on their stomach and their chest and then they'll just sit there, like have it plop there and they'll just eat, have a little like buffet. Right. And they also use rocks as tools in order to get into some of those harder shelled animals like clams and such. Uh, This is unique to sea otters. They're one of the few mammals to use tools just in general, not even marine mammals, just mammals in general. Right. And one thing that I didn't know, maybe you did, because I know you have a little more marine mammal background than I do, is that when they're diving, they obviously go down to the ocean floor and then under each of their forelegs, they have a loose skin pouch. They stick it in their armpit, dude. Yeah. Just shove a rock in there. (laughs) It's perfect for food storage. And then this pouch is also where they hold their special rock. Yes. (laughs) Their special bashing rock. And this rock is unique... To each otter, each one gets their own, and then they use it, again, for that food processing, breaking shells, and such. It's like it's that wild. meme. the girl's like, I like your dress. Thanks, it has pockets. Like, otters are looking at the sea otter, and they're like, wow, you look awesome. He's like, thanks, I have pockets. <laughs> I think I have pockets. There's there just my a armpits. rock in here. <laughs> this is where I keep my special stone. Beep. I've got a rock <laughs> in my armpit. What about you? God, but what a just, like, a thing every child, so every human who was a child at one time, <laughs> can relate to. I think we... All used to like hoard rocks, yeah, and like keep them right. You would just like be walking in a parking lot and just find like a cool rock, and it would just be like, "Pink, that's mine." (laughs) Yes, you see it, and you're like, "This calls to me. I I must have it." (laughs) Box of rocks. I wish I had an armpit pocket. That'd be so nice. I'd have a place to carry all my fucking rocks, right? (laughs) Keep them with me always. But obviously, this is a time consuming process, and they they spend a good bit of their day doing it. One important thing that they need to do is. The reason that they spend so much time is they have to eat so much food um, so that they're eating roughly a third of their body weight every day. And this is so that they can, in turn, burn enough calories in order to keep their, themselves warm. So it offsets mm. the loss of heat that they experience while living in cold waters. Right.
1: God forbid like... they just
0: like move somewhere else. <laughs> I know. That's what I said. I was like, fuck. Like, there's a solution. <laughs> okay. There's a clear solution here this is fine. probably me just being a bad person but if i was mm. an otter and like one otter had like three fucking urchins on his belly eating i would just go like take it from like take one from him that's an did. easy choice it's easy <laughs> choice i don't have to dive then are you kidding but maybe that makes me a bad otter <laughs> <laughs> yeah so ours is mine and what's mine is mine fuck off <laughs> so then speaking of their uh diet and their food processing the adults have 32 teeth and the molars are flattened and rounded, and this is to aid in crushing as opposed to cutting. So They don't have quite as many incisors as, like, we do because they're eating a lot of that, like, hard shelled stuff, and they can actually just, like, pop a mussel and eat it whole. Yeah. And they don't really have to worry about cracking it open, but the larger shelled stuff they do. Their teeth are cute. They're not that scary. No. They almost look like human teeth. Oh, so human teeth is okay, but a man's lips (laughs) are not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there is a fucking distinct difference between <laughs> upsetting and okay. And the human lips passes over into horrifically upsetting. Yes. Very bad. Bad. No, I guess it's more like a dog. It just looks like a dog mouth. Dog mouth. That's what I'm saying is like. So this you close your eyes and you felt his teeth. You, you touch the of... nose. Okay, here we go. Here's the scene. You walk into an area. It smells like ocean water, but dogs hang out near the ocean. You come All up, you touch a creature, your eyes are shut, you touch its nose, you're blindfolded. You touch its teeth, you touch its toe pads. Is that a dog or a sea otter? <laughs> you tell <It's> me. wet. <laughs> Everything's wet. Dogs can be wet. Okay. <laughs> I've seen a fucking wet dog. <laughs> you know I have. Speaking of wetness, <laughs> God! The, the sea otter gets most of its water needs met through its food that it consumes, but it can drink sea water. What? Yes, it Fuck can off just, with that. It no, can just can't. do it, <laughs> and it's because of its like very large kidneys, I guess, which is just like a catch-all for drinking seawater, I guess. <laughs> I read that and I was like, "Excuse hell? me, <laughs> excuse me." And then, as I already mentioned, they go, they deep dive, get their food, come back up to the surface, and float. And the air that's trapped close to the surface of their skin by that. Uh, undercoat there we go mm-hmm. is what helps them float yeah but in addition to that they have a large lung capacity which is roughly two and a half times greater than similar sized lamb mammals this is giving mm-hmm. them a sort of like i don't know just like fucking buoyancy i guess and on top of that their bones have been shown to demonstrate osteosclerosis <laughs> their bones have been shown <laughs> bones have been shown <laughs> we've waved their bones around and shown everyone what their bones look like and they were embarrassed. I'm embarrassed for myself. They exhibit osteosclerosis, which leads to an increased density, which kind of counteracts this buoyancy. So that means that they can dive. The Osteosclerosis means that they can dive and not just like be out of breath and have it be impossible. So they but have scoliosis. Lungs... That's what you're saying. <laughs> Close. But they're big fat fucking lungs and they're Dense fur means that they float. So just wrap your head around that. (laughs) I can't. Help me, help me. I'm hung up on the fact that they have scolios. (laughs) They've got osteosclerosis. (laughs) By the way, I never mentioned this, but the sea otter, the scientific name is Anhydrolutris. Deal with it. Anhydrolutris. That sounds like a hex. (laughs) They're very cute is the thing about it. All these pictures of them doing cute shit in zoos is really cute. I want you to hold on to that feeling of just like mm, heartwarming cuteness as I go into the next section. Is this where they rape and murder? <laughs> do they do that? Possibly. But. Okay. <laughs> Reproduction wise, most otters are born in a den. This is considering terrestrial otters. But as I mentioned before, sea otters vibe in the ocean. So they don't right. have to worry about There's that. There's no dens in the ocean. <laughs> no ocean dens here. Boy, you just got the fucking ocean. So the pup is born <laughs> in water. Wet, bitch. Welcome to <laughs> As far as you can get from a den as possible. <laughs> they usually only give birth to one pup. And this weighs between about one and a half to two and a half gigs or between three to five pounds. And while twins are rare and they sometimes happen, it's just not really realistic. So we're not going to talk about it. The pup is born <laughs> in water. Fake news. Bye. <laughs> the pup is born in water with their eyes open and their teeth visible. So they've already got teeth out and eyes open, which is different from terrestrial otters because those eyes are fucking shut. They got okay. nothing, and they're helpless, but the ones that are born in water are a little less helpless. Yeah. Helpful, the more helpful? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but they do have a special coat of hair to allow them to float, and this is something that when they're born, the mother will, like, groom the shit out of this, like, special coat, so yes. it becomes super fuzzy and fluffy, which is why they look so puff. They're so and then puff. it just, that means that they, like, physically cannot sink. They can only float at that stage. His head is a goddamn cotton ball. It's <laughs> <laughs> it. That's all it is. And during this time, the mother will carry her pup on her stomach for about two months after birth. Uh, and then after this two month period, that's when it starts to lose some of that fluff and it can actively swim and dive on their own. Um, but okay. that's why you see all this like all these little Cheeto puffs like floating around on mom's belly with just looking right. helpless because all they can do is float and live. So... Is it is she the only one helping? Is dad helping? That's it. Dad's not in the picture. Just mom. So when she goes to eat, she just like leaves it probably with everybody and is like, Give me a second? Yeah, well that's actually what I was gonna say next is uh, <laughs> No female... answer now, <laughs> immediately. <laughs> the female will nurse her pup. She has two nipples on her abdomen underneath Same. all that hair. <laughs> I don't know how the pup finds it. Underneath all the nipple. <laughs> but that's out. It's I guess yeah, I guess it's just fucking <laughs> out. <laughs> I'm just imagining your cat covered in nipples, hairy <laughs> nipples. Now I'm just thinking about Mulder and his otter nipples. That apparently, it's it. it. But the milk is rich in fat, and it's similar to, or it's more similar to milk of other marine mammals than it is to other mustelids. It's like protein. That fu- that shit is pure it's a protein. It's protein shake. <laughs> it <is a> protein <laughs> yeah, You got your banana in there. You got your protein powder. You got your peanut butter. You got your milk. This thing is jacked. But the mom will do that for those first couple months. The pups can nurse anywhere between 4 to 12 months across different populations of sea otters. And then at around 2 months old when the pup can swim, the female will start feeding it bits of, like, other food. Okay, Mm -hmm. to answer your question, though, about what the fuck does mom do when she has to eat? what mom do? She leaves her baby just floating Bye. Yeah, she goes, like, diving, swimming and stuff, and she'll leave her pup just floating on the surface. Sometimes, though, to make sure he doesn't float away, she'll wrap him up in kelp. <laughs> she got a little, like, kid leash on him. <laughs> God. She's and then like, she okay, just, like, goes and does her thing. fucking float away. Don't fucking move. Mommy's got to go to Safeway. <laughs> Stand by. And then, yeah, and then she goes and hunts and comes back, and they feast. Hopefully he's still there. God. Hopefully, hopefully that's what the kelp's for. As far as, like, the social climate... Of the sea otter. They're not especially social. Like I mentioned previously, it's like the mother and her pup is usually a group.
1: If she's had
0: prior pups, they might also be in that group. But it's really not going to be anything beyond that. So it's not this like massive squad of otters. Squatters. They're just like vibing together. They're not like talking. (laughs) We don't speak in this group. As you already alluded to. The females pretty much do all of the care for the pup. The males mm. do, do jack shit. Wow, They surprise. do everything with feeding and raising the offspring, and they've been observed to be very devoted mothers, so much so that if their pup dies, the moms have been observed carrying their pup for days after the death. Great. That's horrific. I know. So just cry a little bit. Time to start your day off. With a little bit of uh, sorrow and sadness. <sighs> Speaking of that pup survival rate, mortality is really high. Yeah, because she just straps it to a leaf and leaves it. 25%. I'm not fucking surprised. 25% of pups (laughs) survive past the first year, and that's it. Those that are born to more experienced mothers tend to have a higher survival rate. That goes throughout the animal kingdom. But they're easily preyed upon if they're just out there floating, right? You know, there's nothing they can do. A fucking eagle can swoop down and snatch them. An orca can come and munch them. Like, it's nothing and you just um, drift off <laughs> <That> <laughs> too the and then they're fuck? fucking lost at sea and actually that is something uh, that's like a pretty big contributing factor to that away. mortality rate <laughs> this poor little pup and okay and if you want to be even more heartbroken is if they're separated from their mother they will just scream and scream and scream and cry until she appears and this goes for like if they can't sleep Stop. either they just like scream and cry so if there's like a little pup it's she's out of the ocean. It's just crying endlessly, like a nonstop until it dies. <laughs> I <laughs> Can you stop? Can you please? Can you please? So how do we make these cute little abandoned babies? <laughs> you have obviously a male-female relationship, but the males are considered polygynous, which means they have multiple female partners, but the females only have one male partner that makes sense temporary pair bonding does occur but they're not an animal that mates for life i think that's contrary to what a lot of people think yeah everyone thinks everything mates for life whatever humans love monogamy (laughs) they love love it until they're like they're supposed to do it and then they're like Mm, actually (laughs) i'm not monogamous but that fucking penguin is supposed to love the other one forever and if it doesn't, I'll riot. <laughs> 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 the temporary pair bonding typically occurs the few days over estrus with a female. And then once he gets in, he gets out, so to speak. Gross. The mating happens in water, and this is where it gets kind of violent. Uh, the males can be super fucking rough. They will like roll the females, they'll push their heads underwater. They'll bite their muzzles, resulting in like wicked injuries and oh. sometimes the females die. Honestly, it reminded oh. me of like duck breeding, like how fucked up yeah. that is. They have a hard time in water, I think, is just the thing. <laughs> Too much time in water makes anyone go crazy. They can't get traction. So they're just like raging. Yeah. They just you got no chill. Yeah. <laughs> And then the births pretty much occur year round but there are peaks in May and June for the northern populations and then January through March for the southern populations. Gestation varies, they kind of don't know. They they do know that like the actual pregnancy gestational part takes place over the course of like 4 months and then a pup is born. However, the females have the ability to do what's called delayed implantation. So gestation can last anywhere between like 4 to 12 months and then the four months of like actual pregnancy occurs because they can just be chilling with like the bits and then just decide at some point be like yeah now's a good time and this is super handy because it allows the females to decide like you know if like food is prevalent that's probably a good time to get pregnant if food is not probably not a good time like if conditions are good conditions are bad whatever so she's got a little more control than I think a lot of animals do which is pretty neat. Once the pup is born, goes through all that nursing period, starts to swim and everything, it will practice swimming and diving for several weeks before it can actually physically reach the seafloor. Gotta build up that stamina, you know? Right. He's just a, a tiny worm just a little, a little pea pod. I'm just and then, a screaming worm. I need to practice <laughs> to do other things. I need to level up before I can reach the seafloor. <laughs> and then they also practice retrieving objects, though, because obviously that's how they forage. Right. And so the pups, when they first start to reach the seafloor, they will first retrieve objects that have like little food value. And so they're just really practicing picking up anything, which is, like, yeah. so cute. And so some of the first items they pick up are things like pebbles or brightly covered starfish. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> I know. They're just, like, out there getting all the treasures at the bottom. No. Oh. treasures in their armpit. It's so cute. And then once they reach between six to eight months, then they're considered independent. They're still considered juvenile, but they're independent. They can hunt and whatever, swim on their own. Mm. The females will sexually mature around three to four years. The males sexually mature around five years, but it's not until a few years later that the males can actually successfully reproduce. Okay. Lifespan of the sea otter is a maximum of 23 years, although they do (laughs) great in zoos and like one lived to like 29 or something. I know the way you said that, like a maximum, it just sounds like they hit that and then there's just like time. You go over and I'm going to be there. Graham Reaper's bitch. on his way. <laughs> Falcon's going to stoop you out of his existence. Watch <laughs> <lock it> out. <laughs> uh, the average for the males, though, for the lifespan is 10 to 15 years. Females is 15 to 20 years. And as I said, they do great at human care. So they just like fucking thrive. Okay, so back to just the males in general and how fucked up they are. So mm-hmm. I already mentioned that they do like very rough mating with the females. But yes. apparently that wasn't enough. And they got to get their like, sick thrills elsewhere. Oh, and so <laughs> they go, and there have been several documented cases of male sea otters forcefully copulating with juvenile harbor seals, which results oh. in either one or both of them dying. Yeah. And other marine mammals, like well, not mammals, but just other marine animals. Like, they just have been observed enough for it to be, like, a thing that's noted that they forcefully copulate with, what like, other marine animals. It's pretty fucked up. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's pretty fucked up, yeah. Pretty what fucked up. Fuck. <laughs> ah! Rapist! If you're gonna be a rapist, at least stay in your own species, you fucking rapist! Oh my god! Yeah. See all those. Oh, I, I just found this thing. It's like, sea otters—they're just like us. Moms <laughs> nope. are tired. They work hard to feed their family. They keep their kids safe from strangers. I just want to add on the bottom: they rape. <laughs> Just They're like just us, just like us, just like us. A nice palate cleanse, though, for all of this nastiness, is that? So everyone knows, right? That like sea otters hold hands to keep from drifting away, yeah, at night or whatever. Uh, that's not. Sorry to burst your bubble. That's not the the mated pair doing that. That's the mother and her juvenile pup. Right. Once he starts floating, that's it. And again, it's to make sure you don't have a, a castaway situation. Yeah. Or wrap us in kale, I guess. Kale. kale. I think you mean kelp. <laughs> Make wrap me in kale. kale daddy <laughs> i was thinking about kale because we in that protein shake oh that's a good idea pop some yeah, kale in kale there that. and then that was on my brain otters are famously known as keystone species and these are species that are critical in maintaining the structure of a healthy ecosystem mm-hmm. and what that means is that their presence affects the ecosystems more profoundly than their size or their population numbers would suggest they are critical to the health of the ecosystems in which they live. And for sea otters, specifically, they do a number of things. First off, as they are predators of sea urchins, they help keep sea urchin populations yeah. in check. And those which things is are like, like spiky and shit. Get them out of there. <laughs> which, <laughs> well, that's not why. <laughs> They're just like, get this spiky hacky sack out of here. I keep stubbing my toe. <laughs> Imagine putting that in your armpit pocket. I don't think you can. <laughs> no, that's one you carry <laughs> for sure. You can't put that in a pocket, you kidding me? But the sea urchin populations can devastate the kelp populations, which in turn devastates the health (laughs) of the habitat. Yeah. And the kelp forests are something which are crucial to the marine ecosystem because, well, for a number of reasons. First off, kelp absorbs CO2 through photosynthesis from the atmosphere. And this has been noted to help mitigate the effects of climate change. But it also, when the sea urchin's population numbers are high, they eat like the roots of the kelp which in turn kills the kelp and the forest disappears. It also works as a form, the kelp forests work as like a form of like filter in the ocean. They're a a really wide, widely spread diet item for a lot of marine life. All that jazz. And so keeping those populations in check like the sea otters do helps maintain the forests in the ocean, which help out like tons of other things. Hmm. They have also noted, speaking of Keystone, they've also noted that reintroduction efforts of sea otters back into habitats that were previously decimated resulted in dramatic improvements in the health of those coastal ecosystems for those nice. same reasons and by sea otters eating and thus removing mussels from the rocks on the ocean floor they op- open up the rocky ecosystems to increase species diversity which of course in turn helps the ocean ecosystem uh, so they do a lot of different things it's a circle. <laughs> <laughs> The impact is big. <laughs> <laughs> it's big. It, it big. Breaking news. Big, 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 big. So they are important for a number of reasons. If you see sea otters, that's usually a good indicator of a healthy ecosystem. Of course, nice. on the flip side, if you don't really see them, then your ocean probably isn't doing too great. Life sucks. Then yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then conservation, they have faced a number of different threats. Historically, the fur trade was a really big one. There was a maritime fur trade in the 18th century that eventually ended up killing roughly a hundred, excuse me, roughly a million sea otters. And this depleted the populations across the globe. This was like a global trade as well. So it wasn't just one area. It was everywhere. There was an international treaty that was uh, established in 1911 that banned otter hunting, which in turn led to a rebound in the numbers. And this was during the 20th century. Sea otter populations rebounded in roughly two thirds of their historic range, and uh, conservationists call this one of the greatest successes in marine conservation to date. However, yes. all that considered, sea otters are it's still considered only endangered. success <laughs> <in> marine <laughs> and marine yeah dude that's it we did great look everyone this is the best (laughs) success we've ever had (laughs) yeah but you said they're still fucked up yeah all that said the IUCN still lists them as endangered and they're facing threats on a number of ends the first and biggest one is that oil spills oil pollution is their number one threat it fucks them up real bad first off it it gets in their fur, fur which they can't get out and then they freeze to death as we already mentioned and then Because they also, like, occasionally drink seawater, their food is coming from seawater, they're, you know, living in the fucking sea, they're potentially ingesting and breathing in, like, the oil itself, and this damages their liver, kidneys, lungs, everything, and so they die of that, too, which fucking sucks. They can also, um, obviously, normal predation by their native predators, like orcas, are pretty big. Um, poaching by humans, of course, is big because we suck. And right. then conflict with fisheries and humans is another big one because sea otters eat a lot of foods that humans also eat when they come into contact. Crab with- legs. <laughs> when they're munching on crab legs, humans are like, God damn it. <laughs> I wanted crab legs. <laughs> Those are my stupid crab legs. <laughs> and yeah, but that's where the conflict comes in. And so they're constantly kind of competing for the same food source that, like, we are in fisheries and stuff. Plus, yeah. when they come into contact with humans, they have a higher risk of getting entangled in fishing gear, which in turn drowns them and kills them. Hooray! her hip. <laughs> Hooray! <Bad. laughs> hip, hip hip, bad news. <laughs> hip hip. Awful. <laughs> um, one thing that is not, like, a huge threat to them but still does exist, especially near uh, the close to, like, the coastlines is that there's evidence of toxo- runoff which affects sea otters um mm. apparently like the toxoplasma was it gondi gondly whatever it yeah. is toxoplasmosis is what it is that's um prevalent in like the soil from cat urine or like yes. the water runoff from like the sewer system from cat urine if it filters into the ocean it can um devastate sea otter populations too because they're Weird. highly susceptible to that yeah toxo fucks up everything it's a bad one dude like i had a friend that worked with a lemur that like it fucked him up. That's they just crazy. Never recovered. And then a relatively new threat within like the last ten years is the pet trade for otters. What? Yeah, the Asian small clawed otter in particular is super coveted as a pet, and it's like rising what? in popularity. Yeah, they you haven't smell seen that. So fucking bad. <laughs> Did I mention their their shit is called sprint? <laughs> no, what the yeah. hell? yeah, Spraint? and it's like. It's one of like the most spell that disgusting smelling feces in the animal kingdom. What are you saying to me? Spraint? Sprank. Like I spranked my ankle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I done spraint it. <laughs> I spraint my ankle. <laughs> yeah, it's called spraint. Weird. With it. I've never heard that. And yeah, everybody, every zookeeper. Well, no, the majority of zookeepers though, I feel like agree that otter shit is the stinkiest shit. It's the stinkiest, but also it has a bad consistency. It's like watery and oily too. Yeah. Yeah. It's a direct reflection of the food that they eat. Since they're eating so much fucking fish and shellfish, it's just like diarrhea. (laughs) Like it's just (laughs) bad. And it fucking stinks. And it's got like on the like nicer end of things, it kind of has like a musky scent. On the bad end of things, it smells like straight-up fish guts rotting butt. Fish guts, rotting butts. Oh, (laughs) Purple snake? No, no, no. Odd parents, fairly odd parents. (laughs) Remember that theme song? (laughs) Yes. Giant moose, chaga shake, right? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) The way that you just said that. (laughs) Giant moose, smelly (laughs) spray. Ew. (laughs) When you said a minute ago, uh, otters, sea otters were endangered, right? They're endangered. Are all otters endangered? Uh, it depends on the species, but no. Oh, okay. It, okay. Yeah. I mean, they have such different So habitats, the Asian right? small clod that people are, like, hoarding as pets is, like, probably not, right? Or else they wouldn't be able to do that? Uh, I don't know their endangerment status. I didn't look into that. But okay. I was just saying, like, like for the same reason that all of us are so drawn to otters, because they're charismatic and cute, people are as well. And that's starting to become an issue in terms of, like, people are trying to start to keep them as pets. And that's yeah. especially overseas, um that's becoming a larger and larger thing but even here in america like people are still like one of the first things you google if you google otter is like otter for sale which is fucked up i would never want an otter and their teeth are big oh my god they'll chomp the shit out of you and they'll scratch the shit out of you i remember i worked with a north american river otter she was so cute and she was so smart and like so playful But whenever I would ask for her to like present her paws, she would do it like under the door and like on my hand. And those claws would just like rake the shit out of me. Like they're so durable and sharp. I was like, ah, (laughs) it's like a dog claw. It's crazy. So yeah, I don't know why anyone would want them. Yeah, they're cute, but like at a distance. It's also just like a wet weasel. Go get a fucking ferret. (laughs) (laughs) Get over yourself. (laughs) Get a ferret and give it a bath and you've got an otter. But we've talked about on the show before, like the negative effects of the pet trade. So it's just something to be aware of. Obviously, I mean, sea otters aren't really like facing that same threat, but they are part of that same family. So Mm -hmm. it's important to recognize it. If you want to help out otters, the biggest thing that you could do is uh, prevent oil spills, one, but also make sure that you prepare for otter rescues. Because oil spills are an inevitability in our modern climate, and the biggest thing that we can do is make sure that the places that participate in rescues have the equipment, have the funding, have the staff to be able have to Have that Dawn do dish it. soap. <laughs> they got to make sure they get that <sighs> Dawn dish soap. They got to get that Dawn. So if you're wondering what to do, go buy all the Dawn and don- donate it. Just Donate kidding, it. Don't do that. But places like SeaWorld and other aquariums around the world, obviously... Do wicked good things for sea otter populations. So, when you support Hmm. them, you're also supporting those rescue efforts. Yeah. And the other thing that conservationists recommend is working hard to increase the size of populations, but also the range of the populations too, so that if a catastrophe happens, it's not like catastrophic, right? It's not going to decimate their entire population. <laughs> make sure this cat- cat- catastrophe is not catastrophic. Hey, if you wouldn't mind, just dialing down the cat- cat- catastrophe <laughs> hard level. God, hard we say. can't even make a fucking joke. We suck. <laughs> it's hard to say catastrophe and catastrophic because they're said two different ways. <laughs> I hate the English language. It's bullshit. I hate doing this in the morning because I'm sleep, and oh. that's what I'm going <laughs> to blame sleep this all on all the time. <laughs> But I will say, conservation-wise, the habitat, different habitats for sea otters have been preserved through several protected areas in the United States, Russia, and Canada. And it's on nice. a lot of people's radars. You know, that's it's, it's one of those endangered species that a lot is already being done. Yeah. And obviously, people love them, so they're going to be more interested and have yeah. a more vested and, stake in helping them. I've seen little river otter, river otters. <laughs> river, <models. laughs> river otters swimming in like little rivers with trash and shit. So throw your fucking trash where it goes. Don't throw it outside. Don't throw assholes. it in their fucking living room. What the fuck? Imagine that if I did wrong. that. I finished like a Slurpee and I just chucked it through your front door. Fuck Maybe you, we should. <laughs> Gotta get the point across somehow. One more thing I wanted to say, apart from supporting like zoos and aquariums and such is that lots of places have like live cams of their otters because they know people love them and lots of places also have behind the scenes encounters with otters yeah they're always up to something (laughs) they always got something going on so although these are generally like more expensive than your normal admission ticket you're also contributing to their like daily care which is really cool but you get to learn about them you get to be up close and personal with them like i highly recommend checking out way right in like an appropriate way you're not obviously gonna be like cuddling them get that out of your head right now (laughs) but you know you oftentimes get the chance to like see them up close and personal help participate in a training session feed them that kind of thing Uh, yeah i fit i feel like there was a zoo somewhere or an aquarium and they had otters and there was like a little tube in the glass and you could buy food and stick it in the tube and then they would come over and grab it with their little hams and eat it yeah I think that's genius because it gives it gets people up close and personal in an appropriate way. Yeah. And gives them an outlet for that feeling of like I want to touch it, but you're doing so in like a constructive way. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. But just make sure that if you are doing those you're doing it at an accredited facility that's like legit. You're not just like holding a seat Yeah, otter there's pup. like shit cool. places you can like swim with otters I've seen. Yeah, don't do that. Them. Don't do that. Don't do that. They're going to shit on you with their taint or whatever we called it, uh Sprint. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna get their taint and their spray on you watch out and They'll never get it off ain't never gonna come off on that same vein what i wanted to say is that places like the georgia aquarium and other aquariums around the world have live cams so that you can watch them so tune in learn about them see them Ooh. you can just like watch them whenever you want and it's a great it's a great fun fucking thing to do like what else are you gonna wow. do have 50 tabs in your computer open with nothing exciting going on when you could be watching a sea otter okay Okay. Anyways. Anyways. It's up to you. But that's it. That's a sea otter for you. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. I'm going to slap you with that, Tildo. Please. Okay. Sea Stop. otters are a marine mammal. They're the smallest of the marine mammals. They weigh upwards of 90 pounds. Pretty hefty boys, though. They have a number of adaptations that allow them to live in their aquatic habitat. And because they live in sometimes very cold ocean regions... A lot of this is also aimed at keeping them warm. So they have two different types of fur. One is a dense undercoat, which helps keep them dry and warm and traps air near their skin surface. And they also have an outer coat, which is a little bit more long, uh, protective, and they, it's kind of like oily. And they regularly groom that in order to keep all of their underfur nice and warm and soft. Um, they have the densest fur in the animal kingdom, anywhere between about 26,000 to over 160,000 hairs per square centimeter of skin, and this is all over their body, and they spend a lot of time floating on the surface on their backs. They're very adept at swimming, so they can swim and dive um, deep onto the ocean floor, pick up their diet, which includes a lot of different types of like mollusks and fish and um, things like that, and then they bring them back up to the surface flip over on their back and like crack them open and consume them on their belly. They're one of the only mammals um, in the animal kingdom that uses tools and they have a little rock that they keep in like an armpit pouch <laughs> along with like their extra food and they use this. It's unique to each individual. They use it to crack open those hard shells and get into the yummy meaty bits inside. Otters for the most part across all species are very energetic. They're playful. They're curious and they love, they're very social with one another for uh, For the most part, they will live in social groups of a female and her pups, but of course that depends on species as well, but that usually goes for sea otters. Typically only give birth to one pup, and in the case of sea otters, they do this in the water, and then the mother cares for that pup. It floats around in her belly until she teaches it how to dive and swim a couple months later. And unfortunately for the pups, though, their survival rate is not very good. Only about 25% survive past the first year due to things like predation, lack of food, getting lost, like drifting away from mom, that kind of thing. But those mothers that have more experience tend to have more successful pups. And the females are the ones that do pretty much the entire rearing of the offspring. The males don't do anything um, except for conceive. And they are pretty rough with that. The males can be pretty aggressive and pretty violent when they breed with the females, resulting in sometimes injury and death. But beyond that, apparently, they also just have violent tendencies because they go and gross, have been known to forcefully copulate with other marine species, which is fucked up. Otters are famously known as a keystone species, which means that despite their size and range and population numbers, they have a dramatic effect on the ocean ecosystem in which they live. And so they help keep a lot of different things in check and help keep those systems healthy. The main thing is that they help keep sea urchin populations in check, which in turn helps preserve the kelp forest, which mitigates climate change effects, feeds a lot of different other marine animals, whatever. Conservation-wise, historically speaking, they were knocked down quite a few pegs by the fur trade because of that thick, dense coat. It was highly prized, and so it was constantly hunted, but they did pass a treaty in 1911, which made uh, otter hunting illegal, and they saw a bit of a population rebound. But going forward, they're still considered endangered and they face threats from things like oil spills, pollution in general, general predation, poaching, and conflict with humans in fisheries. The best thing that we can do to try to help sea otter populations is to try to limit oil spills. But like how much of that can we in our daily lives do? Not that much. So the other best thing that you can do is help prepare those facilities that work to help with sea otter rescue and rehabilitation. Um, helping them have funds and supplies and staff and stuff like that. It's also noted that they're trying to increase the size and range of sea otter populations. And it should be noted that a lot of protected areas around the United States, Russia, and Canada have been put into place to help protect sea otters. If you want to learn more, we recommend supporting your local zoo or aquarium. A lot of places have great outreach programs. They have sea otter camps that you can tune into even during quarantine. And they have a lot of like behind the scenes encounters that you can do with sea otters that are really cool, get you up close and personal and help you um, contribute to their daily health and care. Yay. That's it. That's all I got. Anything you want to add? No. Okay. Are there any famous otters? I was just trying to think. I don't yeah. I there are. I was going to look into that, but you know what? I bet the um, PB&J otter. Octonauts. Bad. oh sh- oh the they have <laughs> every sure. they have everything on lockdown uh, for sure remember that show pb and j otter yeah it is but do you remember that that was like our time That <laughs> <laughs> was our time <laughs> i oh. was gonna i was gonna talk about otters in media but like my thought process was everyone loves otters and knows what they are so there's like way too many to count I mean, everyone loves otters. No one out there is like, eh, they're not that cute, except for the giant otter, which is hideous. But He's hideous. All the others are wicked cute. With that being said, that's it for this week. Thank you all for joining us. We hope you're having a great week. We hope you're all staying safe, staying healthy, and if you're interested in listening to more Keeper Chat episodes, check us out at KeeperChatPodcast.com. We have all of our episodes listed there, and they're also available on every podcasting platform out there. You can also follow all of our social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're active on all of those, and if you want to reach out to us, you can do so there or through KeeperChat at gmail.com. That's a good place to send any inquiries, comments, etc., If you check out our website also, uh, realize that we have a P.O. box there where you can send us letters, gifts, exciting things, hate mail, any of those. We'd love to receive them. Bugs. (laughs) Did you say bugs? (laughs) Bugs. Send us a bug, please. Uh, But you can do that there. We'll have our intern check that every so often (laughs) and keep us informed. So we appreciate anything that you send our way. We're also doing what's known as rate and reviews, rat raves, on iTunes. So if you sign into your iTunes account and you rate and review us, we will donate $5 to the conservation organization of our patrons' choice. It's a great way to help out uh, without really doing anything. You can also consider joining us on patreon.com. It's a way to support the podcast, keep us ad-free, and enable us to donate to different conservation organizations all over the world. There's awesome stuff when you sign up on Patreon. Um, there's a couple of different tiers. We also just introduced the tip tier, where you can just kind of help support the podcast without really doing anything else. But we also have a 5 and $10 tier that gets you some fun stuff, including bonus content. We have over 30 hours of bonus content. Um, our latest episode was about a dinosaur, and by not signing up, you're missing out on fun informational facts like this. It's our bus boy. He's the, the bus. driver. The bus driver is here. Everyone <laughs> here get it. in. Beep beep. Time, time, to, time go. to go. Oh God, we said that the exact same time. <laughs> <laughs> we said the exact same fucking time. <laughs> we said the exact same strange thing at <laughs> the exact same time. <laughs> beep beep. Oh, what? <laughs> time to go. <laughs> I'm your dinosaur <laughs> bus driver who's also a bus. Get inside me. <laughs> beep, beep. Wow, we, I learned so much from that. That was really cool. Um, so consider joining us today. Thumbs up. Thanks, everyone. Uh, we hope you enjoyed, and we hope you tune in next week. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.